Hi, I'm Erica Darvis. Hi, I'm Amy Randolph. And you're listening to Podcast Rewind. We are two best friends talking hot topics and all of the podcasts that we're totally obsessed with. So come please be our friend on social media. You can find us at Podcast RWD on Instagram and Twitter, and then head over to Facebook and search Podcast Rewind. You can listen to our show wherever you're already listening to your favorite podcasts. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever that is, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe because we need your stars to keep this show going. Cheers. Cheers. Let's talk podcasts. Hello, welcome to episode 52 of Podcast Rewind. My name is Amy Randolph. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm sitting with the other host. Her name is Erica Jarvis, and she's across from me in the podcast nook. Hey, everybody, and hi, Amy. Welcome back. Hi. It's been a solid week. We've stuffed ourselves with some turkey. Yeah, we had a piece. <laughs> had a piece. Well, we had Thanksgiving with our respective families. Yes, we did. Which means we had a little pod friend break. We had a break. Uh-huh. We were on a break. <laughs> we were on a break. <laughs> uh, but no, we're back in the nook tonight for episode 52. Yeah, and how are you feeling today, Amy? I feel, well, so today was my first day back in the office mm-hmm. actually working. And so I feel accomplished. Oh, yeah. Um, and by that, I mean like I put on makeup and <laughs> went and saw the real world today. Because I spent a lot of this weekend not doing those things. Yeah. And, you know, I have family in town, but you don't have to, like, dress up a lot for mm-hmm. family. Which is, I loved my Thanksgiving this year because my mom and dad bought a retirement home close here in Central Florida. And the two of them came down, and it was just the three of us for yeah. Thanksgiving. It was super chill. Like, we weren't in our jam jams at the uh-huh. dinner table, but it was just so chill and relaxed and just not an uppity holiday in any way. What was it like at your house? Oh, <laughs> I think, you know, it was the complete opposite. Yeah. So my parents were in St. Augustine and I got there around like one or two o'clock on Wednesday. And I don't think I stopped moving until I got home here on Friday. I mean, it was on your feet, cooking all night Wednesday, wake back up again Thursday, start cooking again. Of course, we are the kind of people that don't eat Thanksgiving until like it's dark out. Those families that start at noon, I'm like, that, what were you doing? That totally used to be us, and we would just lay around with full bellies all day. Though I will say, those are the only years that I've actually eaten pie. Because if you, we had dinner late this year because my dad flew in on Thanksgiving Day, uh-huh. but we never got to the pie because like we ate and then we sat down to digest and then we fell asleep from the tryptophan. Yes. So I, you know, when I was younger and I ate Thanksgiving dinner at like noon mm-hmm. by five, I'm like, ah, yeah, I can go for pie. That's funny. Yeah, we're the kind of people that we're eating around five five thirty. My dad sent out, like, a Gmail invite for Thanksgiving. It was like, bird goes on the table at 4. And I responded tentatively, <laughs> which Funny. he called me out turn. for. He was like, really? <sighs> but, you know, the kind of people, like, we all eat, and then we take a break for a little bit, and then, like, the desserts come out, and you can either have coffee or more alcohol, which is my preference. I will say I have been an invited guest mm-hmm. to Jarvis Thanksgiving several times now, and it's... It's busy, but it is a, it's a good party yeah. on at Jarvisville. Jarvisville can be fun, full of alcohol. If you don't have a drink in your hand, somebody's questioning, like, are you okay? Okay, but I have a question. Weren't you missing a little something with the drinks this year? We did miss, or my father 
announce loudly a couple of times how much he missed his bartender and kept sending me out to the store to get more accoutrement for his Bloody Marys because I did not do them as well as you. Yes. So on my Jarvis year, year Jarvisville Thanksgiving years, I have been the designated Bloody Mary maker yeah. and woo, have I wooed Rick Jarvis. Oh, I don't think we ever skills. Yeah, and I don't think we ever came back from the year that like. My dad created bacon swizzle sticks. Yeah. You did. I you know, blanched the asparagus. Yes. I oh, mean, man. it was, was a, a meal year. in a cup. Even my grandparents were like, look, it's a good drink. And they're not big drinkers. Speaking of drinking. Yes. Uh, it's time for the drink of the week. Cheers. Cheers. I like that. Noise. I like it too. Um, so, like, look, we're both going low shelf this yep. week. <laughs> Didn't feel like it. I am having boxed Pinot Grigio. Yeah, you are. And I'm having a Miller Lite because... Great t- taste, less filling. That's the slogan. Nice. There it is. Okay, so next up, time to talk about what we're obsessed with this week. Yes. Can I jump in? Please. I am so obsessed. You think that you like told me about it first, but I secretly knew and I was waiting for you. This fucking viral video <laughs> that I cannot get enough of. If you guys have not seen the weird looking cat video uh-huh. on YouTube, you must pause this podcast. Yeah, we'll accept your pausing. We, it's okay. Come back. Yeah. But pause this podcast, go to YouTube and search weird looking cat That's and so prepare to see the funniest thing you will see all week. It's this, like, Long Island guy who sees a really cute but weird-looking cat in his yard and has a meltdown of epic proportions. It's so good. Yeah, I know I sent you the video, and you had seen it, like, an hour or so. Or you saw it the night before. I saw it the night before. You saw it the night before. And my family was watching it, and we were cracking up because our whole family is from Long Island. And it was just, like, listening to this guy be like, hey, Oma, this is a weird fucking cat. It was just blank, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, it's delightful. It's so funny because, like, when you were at a family celebration with my mom's side, everyone is ma. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Hey, oh ma, get hey, over Oma. here." There's a weird fucking cat out here. So funny. We watched it. Like my uncle, like the six foot four guys, like sobbing at the Thanksgiving <laughs> table, playing that video. You're right. It's an obsession for sure. I think it went viral, if, as the I, kids oh. say. Yeah, there's already, like, parodies of it. It's it's so fucking funny. Weird-looking oh, yes. cat. Look it up on YouTube. Oh, it's so good. What are you obsessed with? Well, so I know you mentioned earlier that you guys couldn't get to pie on Thanksgiving Day. True. And I never eat pie because it's disgusting. Yes. You've, and I have a... You've mentioned your feelings on pie <laughs> on the show before. But while I have you, let me continue. Yes. No. So um, because I don't eat pie, my mom will task me at Thanksgiving to try to make a different dessert and still have it pumpkin-themed. And so... I normally do like a pumpkin mousse and everyone loves it. You put a little graham cracker sprinkle on it, a little homemade whipped cream. It's delicioso. But this year I messaged my mom and I was like, listen, I have been watching a ton of kids baking shows and they make French macaroons and it looks easy. (laughs) Now mind you, it's one of the hardest cookies in the world to make. Which I know I'm not even a baker and I know that you're destined to fail with a macaroon. Yes. Or a macaron. Macaron. And so my mom was like, all right, if you think we can do it. And I was like, I've watched enough 12-year-olds figure it out. I think I can do it too. I got that. So we made them Wednesday night. And we started at like 5 o'clock. And I was still at like 11.30 putting these things together. But I will say. 
You they brought, worked. You brought one home and uh, let me have a treat. And Erica, you can make a fucking French I can make macaroon. a macaroon. I you was can. so excited. I mean, it's so labor intensive. You have to like pipe them out, slam the pan down, get out the air bubbles, and then let them dry. And the whole thing is when they cook, they need to have these little like feet on them and be flat. And so like, we opened the oven and we're like, there's feet. We did it. It's time. But we still didn't know if it worked because we hadn't tasted them until like late in the night. But um, I was so proud of that. And I think my dad was like, oh, they're a little sweet. And I was like, first of all, fuck you. I did it. It's a dessert, motherfucker. I can figure out next round how to make it better. But like, I did it. <laughs> now to just like play with the different levels of sugar is a totally different thing. Your need for positive reinforcement is... <laughs> <laughs> something to behold. You guys can see my face. <laughs> She's got her two hands in her hair. I'm stressing her out. I'm definitely stressing Erica out. I just like, I think I could go on a baking show. I know I would need instructions and uh, like a list of how to make things where these kids are like, my Grammy taught me this great pie crust. It's in my head. I'm like, what? <laughs> but yes, that was fun. I was super obsessed with it. Yay. Yay. But I think there's other things for us to talk about today. I think there are. Not just my amazing culinary skills. Um, So, you know, here on Podcast Rewind, Mm -hmm. we talk about podcasts. We definitely talk about podcasts. And we talk about topics relating, what we're talking about in the podcast world. Um, And we've got a topic that just, not even just the podcast world, but it's been a pop culture kind of I know, interloper, I would say, for the last few years. I will say... This phrase. And I will say, I get emails about this topic every couple of months. Hello, Giggles, Refinery29. And Mm -hmm. it's just the topic that won't go away, because all I think of is, wasn't Mercury just in retrograde? And it's back? It's in retrograde again? Again? So you guys, right now, in November of 2018, Mercury, Mercury is in retrograde. And the internet is here to tell us about it. Yeah, constantly. I mean, how many emails do you think you get a day that tells you how to live your life based on what this planet is doing? Literally today, as I was looking up articles about Mercury in retrograde, and we'll get to the grammar of that in a minute, <laughs> um, I got an email from purewow.com, and it oh, said too. The, the subject line was just, December 7th is going to be good. So I stopped to click to wonder if it was like, what, an Alta sale? Like, what's going on <laughs> on December 7th? And it was like, no, here's your horoscope. Mercury will be out of retrograde. And here's all the great things that are going to be. I was like, holy shit, astrology, horoscopes, this whole Mercury thing. The internet very much wants to talk about it. Yes. Podcasts want to talk about it. And Eric and I have been joking for a few years now since it's been in this pop culture stratosphere. Yeah. Like, if you have a bad day, we're like, shit, is Mercury retrograde or what? What the fuck is going on? Why Why is the world coming at me? And so, and I'm sure you guys have heard about it already, but it is this pop culture thing that you hear about that Mercury goes into retrograde and all of our lives get fucked up. Yes. And we can blame everything that goes wrong in our lives on, well, Mercury's in metro, retrograde, mm-hmm. so... I'm going to mispronounce that seven different ways at least before this podcast is over. It's a little bit of a tongue twister to say that Mercury is in retrograde. It's not easy, but yet people talk about it constantly, like you said. I mean, if you search hashtag Mercury in retrograde or Mercury retrograde, 
it, the list goes on, on and, and on. on. And it's funny to see what other people are blaming on Mercury being in retrograde. And so we were like, we got to get into this. What does this even mean? Yeah. And it's funny, you know, you and I throw it at each other all of the time. Like, how does shit day? Fucking Mercury. Retrograde uh-huh. my ass out today. Yes. But we don't know what the fuck we're talking we don't. about. And look, we are very, like, astrology light. Both of us have talked about how, you know, I've read my horoscope growing up. Mm -hmm. It's always more fun to read yesterday's horoscope and then, like, fit your yesterday into, oh, yeah, that did fucking Uh happen to me. Or see if it was true. Or see if it was true. And Eric and I share a very specific bond because we have the same sign. We do. We are both Aries. So we might be a little hard-headed like the ram mm-hmm. is. Maybe a little stubborn. Maybe a little stubborn. A little, a little fiery. A little fiery and a feisty. Maybe it doesn't uh, <laughs> wait to get all information before jumping to some conclude. Com- Maybe she always conclusion. has to be right, which is hard because we both have to be right. I was say, and it, I'm the worst. I most <laughs> certainly am the worst person about having to be right, which you've met my father and you understand why I'm like that. That's a little nurturing. I am right in agreeing with everything that you just said. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) I very much appreciate that. But yeah, we are Aries through and through. And is that nature? Is it nurture? Is it astrology? We don't know, but we laugh and we think it's really funny. So our birthdays are actually just, what, 11 days? No, 13 days. Just about, yeah, almost two weeks apart. And we were born in the same year. So we are literally almost sisters and after a few years of being friends, we were having, you know, late night boozy conversation uh-huh. and we somehow got into what our mother's due dates with yeah. us were versus our actual birthdays. And we found out something really fascinating <laughs> that bonds us even deeper. It's so weird, guys. Amy and I have the same due date. Yes. It's, that's weird. To that's find weird. two friends in the world that have close birthdays the way we do, but then like, actually. Uh-oh. So our mothers were both due to give birth to us on March 30th, 19... (laughs) But Erica, being the constant get-up-and-go kind of girl that she is... I popped out on the 29th. Came out on the 29th. Amy, who likes to take her time, needs to be sure about things before taking action, waited until April 11th. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> My mom would love to come back on this podcast and regale you about the 36 hours of her labor, uh-huh. but I'll let her do that another time. Yeah, I mean, we just, like, when we found out we both were due March 30th, we kind of, like, looked at each other, <laughs> and then we kind of kept going further. I was like, well, I was definitely, like, a day early. You're like, yeah, yeah, that, that checks out. And you're like, I was, like, two weeks late. I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, that totally checks out. And then it was, like... Not only was I a day early, but then I made it more difficult because I was breached and turned backwards, and like there was no way of getting me out other than with a little scalpel. And then you were like, "Listen, how I did it." <laughs> like, yeah, we just were laughing, like, "Wow, is our birth like just so in tune to who we are?" And is it was just crazy. It, it is, and you know, we've both talked about this with our own mothers, and they find it hilarious. Uh huh. And yeah, that's super indicative to who you are. Yes. So, like I say, you know, Eric and I have always taken comfort in the fact that both being Aries, it's actually amazing that we're as close as we are because Mm -hmm. there's so many ways that we're so alike and having those same Aries fiery tendencies, we could totally hate each other. We just don't. Yeah. This works for us. If we're going to hate each other, it's for something totally other and like innocuous, not our sign. Not like we don't fight. (laughs) (laughs) Time to time. Not today. Not today. (laughs) Um, but 
anyway, we're very like astrology light in yeah. all sorts of ways and making fun of the Mercury and retrograde we've done for a few years now, but we decided to dig in and figure out what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, we wanted to put on our podcast journalist hats, call us Scoop, and do some deep dive, <laughs> and if you don't know anything about what Mercury and retrograde means, and if you should blame your life on it, we are here to give you some facts. Now, I'm going to be straight up. Yeah. I listened to three different astrology podcasts, mm-hmm. and I tried to find specific episodes where they talked about Mercury being in retrograde and, you know, what that means, because I was looking to gain knowledge. I have to be really honest that I didn't finish a single of those podcasts. Same. I learned a thing this week. (laughs) Astrology podcasts are not for me. I think you have to 100% be behind astrology and really take in all of this information and live your life by it for these to be interesting podcasts. If you're coming at it like I want to learn, I think I should go see like a Neil deGrasse Tyson show. Yes. Because he's entertaining as hell. Right. These are dry and they're just supposed to be informative and I don't understand. I don't know astrology. So what I'm learning just goes in one ear and out the other because I look, Hell is a moon rising. <laughs> I'm not liking astrologists to incels at all. No, but um, again, you know, it's so it's so niche that the pot, two of the three podcasts I listened to were just professional astrologers sitting down at a mic and monologuing for an hour. Uh-huh. And to me, really, no podcast that I listen to that just one person monologuing for an hour. Do I feel compelled by? So I, I think that was number one for me. It's it's one person who's reading their script for an hour or just kind of offshooting how they feel or whatever. Second of all, it's I realize not a topic that I know much about, nor do I nor do I care to. And that's yeah. just me. Uh-huh. You know, when I started listening about the moon's rising and the energies mm-hmm. and uh, it just, you know, not my cup of tea. And also, I I didn't realize how much these were going to be likened to, like, life coaching and self-help type yeah. podcasts. I, I was looking for, you know, some sort of objective talk about uh-huh. the Mercury retrograde phenomenon no. and, and didn't get it. So I'm sorry to say I don't have a lot of podcast info to bring to the table today, yeah. though I do have research and we can still talk about uh-huh. Mercury and retro. Yeah. Um, if you thought the one hour was hard, I found a podcast that was... 231 minutes long. No, thank you, please. I don't know math well, but that's a couple of hours. <laughs> that is, what did you say, 230 minutes? 31 minutes. minutes. That's uh, four hours and 11 minutes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Could you die? I Mercury would will rather. be out of retrograde by the time that podcast is, is over. It? Did I do that right? No, I did it wrong. Is that three hours? No, wait. Okay, 60 minutes is an hour. So uh-huh. 20. Yes. No, I did that right. Yeah, okay. Good job. Sweet. Math. Anyway, Amy... So we did learn a few things. Yeah, we week. did. First of all, we have been um, acknowledging that we've been saying it grammatically incorrectly. Yeah. So the first thing that I learned is that Mercury never goes in retrograde. Mercury is not in retrograde. Mm-hmm. Mercury retrogrades. Yep. So that is a colloquialism to say, oh, Mercury is in retrograde. That's not properly in grammatical terms. Correct. And so properly actually... is also not proper. No, I was going to skip it for you, but that's totally fine. No, my fine. mom will catch it. You too will. So yeah, when Mercury retrogrades, it happens when the planet appears from Earth 
to be reversing in direction. And it generally happens for about a three-week duration and three to four times a year. And in fact, it's just an optical illusion caused by the differences in our orbits. So Mercury never really is going backwards. It just appears that way because it's one of the fastest moving planets we have here. Right. They, I read... Oh, I'm sorry. Really, really quickly, I have to remind everybody, they're all round. None of them are flat. Just a quick... All the planets. All of the planets planets are are round. 3D. 3D. All the planets. No, I read an article that likened it to, like, when you're on a train that starts to slow down and another train keeps going at the same pace, Uh it looks like that train is going faster, but really you're just going slower. So when Mercury retrogrades, it's not going any faster or slower. It's not going slower, and it's certainly not going backwards. It's just, you know, revolution around the sun is a different pace than Earth's. So to us, it looks like it's going backwards, but really it's just about orbit. Yeah. And do you ever see a car driving down the street so fast that it looks like the wheels are starting to move backwards? It's yeah. just that optical illusion. Exactly. Clearly that car is not going in reverse yet forward. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's so, really all it is. And so here's the thing. So, and here's what I learned this week is uh-huh. all the planets in astrology terms are assigned different emotions. And yeah. it reminds me a lot of Greek mythology. Uh-huh. You know, that one god is the god of, you know, alcohol and good times. Yeah, Another the good one. <laughs> is, you know, the god of um, fiscal responsibility uh-huh. and prosperity. Da, 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 da. Well, it turns out that Mercury is the planet that's supposed to be, um, it, it's in charge of communication, yeah. information, direction. So they say that in the pop culture way, when Mercury retrogrades, you shouldn't be, you know, if you're fighting with a friend, it's just uh-huh. because Mercury's in retrograde. And I know I'm saying it bad, but we just have to. They're interchangeable now. The way you can actually say literally when you don't mean literally. Yes. Dri- drives me nuts, but this is life. Yeah. Um, that, you know, so they say, for instance, in these times of the year that Mercury is in retrograde, like don't fight with your friend. It's uh-huh. just about the retrograde. Don't sign a contract or make a big life decision right now. It's the wrong time. Mercury's in retrograde. You're not in the correct headspace. You're not thinking right. To be making these giant decisions. And that is just really due to the to Mercury itself having, like, being assigned these yeah. traits. Uh-huh. It is crazy to think that, like, during this time, people who are very astrologically inclined really – feel a lot of misunderstandings in their life and definitely try to make sure, like you mentioned, everything I said was saying, you know, be careful with scheduling problems. If you're going to travel during this time, yes, allot yourself more time to travel because you might read a sign incorrectly or get, take the wrong exit or, you know, you don't have your boarding pass correctly. Like this is where, you know, you might miss a flight or miss your train or, you know, just get stuck in traffic. So they really suggest that. Yeah. Don't disagree with friends. Don't get in a fight. If you guys disagree, say, I'll see you December 7th when, you know, Mercury is no longer ruling communication. Right. One of the false beliefs about Mercury retrograde is that it's, like, rare, like a blue moon. Yeah. Really? Mercury retrogrades about three to four times Mm -hmm. a year, and it lasts three to four weeks each time, and... What happens before that is two to three weeks before each retrograde is what's known as the shadow period. Mm -hmm. And that's really where, like, things are kind of, like, set up and ramped up for how the retrograde is going to go. Got it. So, for instance, in the shadow, if you're starting to have problems in a friendship relationship, Uh for instance, it's going to rear its ugly head during retrograde. But if that friendship in the shadow period is fine, it's probably not going to result in an issue during the It's like the, the teaser trailer for the movie. 
Right, exactly. Or just like it's a it's a ground layer. Uh-huh. So the shadow period is actually a lot more telling than the retrograde, but we don't even talk about that. Yeah. And I think so the shadow period is probably where if you were to look at Mercury, it starts to slow down uh-huh. before it appears to go backwards. And then, like, they never talk about this either, but other planets yeah. totally go in retrograde as well. Because, again, all nine planets in the solar system are now eight. Uh, we don't know about Pluto We're anymore. We're going to call it. It goes, it goes back and forth. Let's call it Pluto because I grew up with Pluto being Same. a planet, and this isn't a science show. No. We're not Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> we are not Bill Nye. So, for instance, though, like, Venus goes into retrograde. Uh-huh. And what does and Venus rule? So, Venus rules love, beauty, and luxury. Uh, well, that makes sense from the... God soups. So, like this article. By the way, I'm reading an article from Vice.com, and it I was love Vice. it's an article from 2015, but it was talking. I think this is kind of the height of people starting to recognize Mercury in retrograde is like a thing. It's like fetch. It is like fetch. But anyway, so if Venus is in retrograde. It, it suggests that you could wake up and feel like, God, I hate my hairdo. I need a uh-huh. haircut. Or also, like, you could feel upset about your love life. Or you could be like, I'm not making enough money. What have I got to do? Yeah. But then when the retrograde passes, you might be like, actually, my haircut was fine. Why did I give myself bangs? Uh-huh. Shit. Yeah. Always be careful with <laughs> Don't make the decision in the retrograde. Yeah. So, and then, like, other planets, like, Saturn is responsible for responsibility and structure. Neptune is all about fantasy and confusion. Pluto seeks transformation. I'm getting all this from the Spice article. I didn't know any of those things, but all of those planets, when they retrograde, those aspects of your life, if you believe in astrology, could, like, fuck you up. But we only talk about Mercury because that's the one that became the pop culture talkie talk. Yeah, so actually, in fact, Amy... Um, the Google search for is Mercury in retrograde has seen like viral growth since 2009 to the point where there is now just a website, www.ismercuryinretrograde.com. And every day when you go to it, it's either like yes or no. And then to get the bottom, it's like, you can blame your problems today on Mercury. Like, yes. Which is so clever. Like, if you are feeling out of whack, go to that website and get that yes or no and just. And maybe people like this to think, like, it's not me. I can give it up to this planet and be like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's not me. It's Mercury. I'm fine. Exactly. Which is why this Vice article I've been referencing is titled, Your Life Sucks Because It Sucks, Not Because Mercury Retrograde. And it's by a professional astrologer. Love it. Basically, the point of the article is she teaches you a little bit about what it even means for Mercury to retrograde. And then on top of that, she's like, while it may impact, because she believes obviously in astrology, while Uh it may impact, you can really, if you're aware that it's in retrograde, sit down, be thoughtful, be more conscious. It's not a free pass for you to be like, oh, my cell phone broke. Fucking Mercury retrograde. That's not why. It's because your cell phone is two years old. Uh It's been on the fritz for a few months, and it finally gave up on you. Yeah. Be mindful of the fact of what you may have done in your life to cause your shitty situation. It's not a a free pass to just sit back and go, "Eh, yeah, Mercury retrograde. Like you mentioned, it's crazy to think that, you know, this has become the biggest pop culture thing when it Mm -hmm. comes to astrology. Horoscopes are so big. People, like, live and die by their moon rising, whatever. And I was reading. What does that mean? I don't. I listen, that's a different show. I have no idea what any of that stuff means. Put it in the but you sent me a great time article today. And yes. in there they mentioned over 50% of 18 to 24-year-olds truly believe astrology is a science. Yes. What? 
I saw this Time article and I read it myself. It was so, it's also, I have it ready. I have it printed out. So this article is from July of 2018, so super recent, and it's titled, Mercury is Entering Retrograde Again. This is why so many people care. Yeah. And it's talking about like, how did Mercury and retrograde even become this pop culture, you know, tag? Yeah. And... And yeah, so like it's so easy now. You can literally go to ismercuryinretrograde.com and it tells you. But this article kind of lays out how, you know, astrology has been around for hundreds of years. But up until just a few decades ago, in order to know something like that, you would have to go find an astrologer. Yes. And hire their time for them to, if you had a question for the stars... They would have charts and rulers and, you know, protractors and shit they'd have to get out to find your answer. Whereas now, especially in 2009, like Mm -hmm. you mentioned that year, well, Facebook and Twitter took off those years. Yes. And that's when everybody in the Google and you're searching. Like you mentioned, you want to know your horoscope, you go find, you know, the astrologist in your town and have them ask, you know, ask those questions. But it wasn't until 1930 that a British paper, the Sunday Express, published the very first horoscope. And it's paper. So, guys, these horoscopes that we read are coming up on only 100 years. But we people have been doing this for thousands of years. Right. But having them in an actual newspaper, you know, to me growing up and seeing them in my own newspaper, I never thought about how long they've been printed for. So, like you said, just short of 100 years, people have been, in this article, they call it personalized fortune telling. Yes. Which I think is so clever and it's so true. And that's why people are drawn to it. It's like, here's a little blurb. Just for me. Uh-huh. Me and everybody else born in yes. a six-week period. You and me, especially. Right. Which uh, is weird to think that. Like, when we read our Aries horoscope, it's like, there's you and me. We're not going to have the same day. We're, are we both going to be late for work? Maybe. Because um, <laughs> that's who we are as people. I don't think that has anything to do with our horoscope. But how is it me and 80 other thousand Aries out in the world are having the exact same day? Right. There's, like you there's said, you no have way. to have... The very specific chart of what it looked like on March 29th, 1989, and um, really dive down into that. Which is also why our horoscope is always so vague. It's never like, you're going to lose your keys today. (laughs) (laughs) Because not all Aries are going to lose their keys. They're like, you might miss something close to you. And to me, it's like, oh, I lost my fucking keys. And to somebody else, it's like my grandma died. Uh Uh-huh. But you can make that work for you. Yeah. Um, You know what I was thinking about when I was doing this kind of research? I just like... Googled my birthday Mm -hmm. and it was like trying to give me all this information about myself that if I wanted to read into it, I could believe. Mm -hmm. But then it was like, oh, your astrology number is nine. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's really funny. Nine is definitely one of my favorite numbers. But I also think like I like the number nine, 11 and 13 because growing up in school, Jarvis was tended to be in the middle to the front end of the the alphabet. So Mm -hmm. One year I'd be the ninth kid in class or the 11th kid or the 13th kid. I don't think I gravitated towards nine because astrology said so. But then, you know, we're not the only country that does this kind of stuff. In China, you and I are the year of the rat. Right. Like that means something else. So it's like everybody does try to look at the stars or something to explain away the unknown. And it's like in 2018, is this our version of like, Greek gods and Zeus and like explaining things away like oh it's thunder and lightning like we really pissed Zeus off today right you know I read the description of what makes up an Aries like we talked about earlier yeah and I'm like oh it's so me but I wonder if it's so suggestive uh-huh. like if I were actually born at another time of the year 
and my sign was cancer. I don't know any of the qualities of a cancer no, right a now. Sure. But if I were to read that description, would I find the qualities in myself that yes. align to that and go, God, I'm such a cancer? I think, yes, I do really think that we can be influenced by it. I mean, even when you and I both had done our strength finders around the same time in our career and in reading them, yeah, they definitely were similar to us. Like I was ideate activator, you mm-hmm. know, communication, definitely things that were me, but everything was also really positive. So if you had given me anything on the list, I would have been like, yeah, yeah great. Sure, great. Cause it really does lean towards the positive. Like, they're also not like, Hey Aries, by the way, sometimes you're dicks. Oh, and they the, do. Well, what I know, does. but like they do, but like when you read the overarching concept of an Aries, there's a a, a baby negative here or there. I think they sandwich it. Like That's what I mean. They start off with the good stuff, some of the vulnerable, not so great stuff, and like, but you're really great at yeah, know, full getting shit done, driving exactly. a project. Yes, which but, we both are. But we both are. But again, like what I mean is, could you be self reflective and find those qualities in yourself mm-hmm. if you are told you are a ham sandwich? Even though you were born to be a turkey sandwich, could I, you know... I hate ham. If I'm told I'm a ham sandwich, could I be like, yes, I am a cured meat? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You find the qualities within yourself that fit this description that was handed to you. Yeah, because it's not all-encompassing of you. You know what I mean? Like, I'll admit it. I'm such a good gift whisperer. You are. Are. But, like, that's has nothing to do with me being an Aries. Like, there are so many parts of our personalities and things like that that, yeah, we can cherry pick. And I think if I looked at what Aaliyah was, could I think, like, I am loud and outspoken? We, uh, you know, we've acknowledged this to one another before, but we, like we said, we both even had the exact same due date. Yeah. In, in all of the days and all of infinity to have been born, yeah. we were destined to be born on the same. We weren't, ultimately, but there are so many similarities between us, and we both do agree that we really exhibit a lot of those Aries characteristics. Yeah. And we are so similar, you and I, in so many ways, but there are some things that are so vastly <laughs> crazy different. I think it's the only way that we really are still friends. Yes. That there are, I mean, especially one of the biggest differences is that you are very extroverted and I'm very introverted. Yes. And... That is that's a yin and yang, and sometimes a problem even with us that we've now like acknowledged twelve yeah. years later, and we fully get it. But it's it's also it's just amazing how we could have the same sign, and yep. we can see those similarities yeah. both to Aries and to one another. But I'm still Amy May Randolph, social yeah. security number. No, no. <laughs> I was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> but I am absolutely different than you, even yes. though I am very similar to yeah. you. Yeah, I mean. It would be interesting if science would then even dive deep into introvert introvert versus extrovert, like me coming a day early and you waiting in your time. Is that introvert, extrovert quality? Like you could try to science everything, but mm-hmm. I think we talked about it when I referenced that really um, cool documentary, The Three Identical Strangers, yeah, yeah, Nature yeah. versus Nurture. Like at the end of the day, your nurture runs you. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? So like we can have these – but I'm an Aries raised by, like, a Sagittarius and a, a whatever. You're an Aries raised by two same signs, right? Two. What comes after us? Taurus or Pisces? I think it's Taurus. 
That's anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both my parents are born in late April. My parents' birthdays are two days apart, so yeah. they're in the same sign. Like, is that a thing? Like, um, but they're actually they're two years and two days apart. They weren't born like yeah, two no, days of course. Apart. But anyway, yeah, that's they always say like you know same sign should marry, and there's all that you know romantic kind of matchup. Yeah, like, and Aries is supposed to be with a Scorpio. Yeah, and look, I was married to a Scorpio, and that shit failed. So like maybe Did it not great? always. Yeah, we were initially attracted to each other, maybe because of our signs. I don't know. Yeah. Ultimately, nature, nurture, all that did not work out. No, definitely not. Mm-hmm. So with all this being said, now you know a little bit more about how Mercury retrograde works. And it is November 20-something in 2018. So we, I found a podcast that really explained what's happening in this current retrograde. Oh, my God. We're going to talk about podcasts and podcasts. about a podcast finally. Let me flip my hair back. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to reference the four-hour podcast that I attempted to listen to. Oh, but Jesus. It, was, it went through – it's a once-a-month podcast where if you're interested in finding out about your horoscope, they deep dive your horoscope for the coming month. Uh-huh. I understood not a single word they said other than Aries starts at minute two. And I was like, yay. Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> um, but if you're into that, I highly suggest looking it up. I think it was just like the astrology podcast. Mm-hmm. But I did listen to Conscious Soul Growth with Molly McCord. And this came out on November 12th. So it was leading up to this current retrograde. Right. She kind of explains what's going on right now and what you can do with it. So did we mention that earlier? And I'm forgetting. Do we mention that the reason we're doing this topic even is because we're currently mm-hmm. in retrograde? Okay. Great. Yeah, I'm good. Good. Just rehashing that. Sometimes we talk a lot and don't know what we say. Yeah. Happy to have you guys. Hi. Um, so, okay. And by the way, she calls retrograde our ex. Sure. So Mercury prescription? I would love to shorthand <laughs> it because I've said retrograde wrong like six Seven times. times. Yeah. Make it an eight. So oh, I've got time still. <laughs> so here's what Molly had to say. Mercury retrograde moves from 13 degrees Sagittarius on November 16th back to 27 degrees Scorpio on December 7th. So we are urged to apply the brakes as the last two months of 2018 complete the year. What? I don't know what you just said. I'll try again with a different <laughs> sentence. Mercury... In Sagittarius is showing us new pathways and possibilities from higher realms. Yet the retrograde is a time of integration and allowing the energies to come in fully and completely. Okay. We'll Sounds talk like about alphabet soup. <laughs> yeah. Just dribble. So Molly goes on to say, we'll talk about how to consciously use this Mercury retrograde period for your soul's growth so you can trust big as the universe continues to support your next dreams since Jupiter moved into Sagittarius on November 9th. Did Sagittarius give it a key? Uh, what do you mean Jupiter moved in? Huh. Is he Great. You found love. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what's shaking with this Mercury retrograde. It's a time of growth and trust It is and big of, dreams. Here's what I'd like to take from that. Yes. That it's the end of 2018. This is the final Mercury retrograde. And so, again... Now that I've learned this week that Mercury is supposedly the planet in charge of movement and communication and logic, that this retrograde should encourage us to um, relax between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's a stressful time of the year. Yeah. To relax, to maybe give some other people some slack because the retrograde may be impacting them in a way that Mm -hmm. they don't recognize to give your own self some time to reflect. Basically, just chill the fuck out until the retrograde is over. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what that's saying? I think so. 
Cool. So I think with that being said, we've been in retrograde for about 20 days now, and we've got another... No, it said we entered on the 16th. Oh, sorry. So we've been in retrograde for... 11 10 days. Is it the 27th today? Yeah. Hello. 11 days. Uh-huh. So we ended another 10 or so. Mm-hmm. What would you like to attribute in this past few days to Mercury being retrograde? I can tell you this. Yes. If I want to do the basic thing, which uh-huh. that Vice article told me not to, not to blame the shit yeah. in my life on Mercury and retrograde, if I just go ahead and do it. Uh-huh. Look, it's so funny that we started on the 16th in this retrograde because starting the 16th, I started a work project from hell. Mm. It was... A three-day thing that I had to work on. I'm obviously going to be very vague about Yes. It, but it caused me a lot of anxiety, anger, and ultimately laughter because it got to the point where everything was such a circus that my partners and I had to look at each other and just laugh yeah. and hold hands and get through it. And so I would like to blame that very much on the beginning of Mercury retrograde, November 18. I like it. November 28. Sure. Yes. Um, I'm going to say, I mean, nothing major from a work perspective. I think my friendships are currently still intact. I got to my parents' house early the other day, which never happened. So that was nice. But maybe I'll just say, like, love life stuff. <laughs> Of, mm. I mean, online dating apps, a guy is talking to you, goes to you, comes back a week later. Other guys will message you, and then they're gone in a second. Or, I mean, it is all craziness. That feels super Venus, except for the fact of the bad communication point. Yes. So, like, I think my event went crazy because communication was yeah. just sideways. Yes. Arrows everywhere. And I think the same thing for what you're talking about. It's not even, like, a missed love connection. So no. much as poor communication. Yeah. I mean, also, my love life is constantly in retrograde, so therefore... <laughs> it's just a perma retrograde. Just, oh. Girl, so I got exciting. your number. I hear I you. Same boat, sister. Next week, we'll just cry to you guys for an hour about how we're single. <laughs> so tune in for episode 53. And it's the holidays. <laughs> we're fine. We're fine. We have alcohol. So like we said... Um, pop culture just loves to blame shit on Mercury retrograde. Yeah. And so the internet brings us funny tweets. We've all seen a bunch of funny tweets from celebrities today. Yes. Erica rounded up a couple So I ha- to read to the y'all. So I saw one that was really funny and it was, so like Mercury, retrograde, my titties, out. <laughs> it was just like, just like time for bad decisions. Time for bad decisions. All of this kind of stuff. Everybody complaining and blaming things. But I think the best one that I saw was from at Robin Thede, Mercury's retrograde, Trump speaks like he's in third grade. A poem. <laughs> I was like, that's the greatest tweet I've ever seen. <laughs> Contemporary literature at its Love finest. it. At its finest. Yes. So on that note, guys, go forth, make bad decisions, and blame Mercury. And then, you know, in another three months, do it all over again. You got ten more days of this current retrograde to fuck shit up and blame it on astrology. Yeah, and then we'll see you on December 7th when you have no one to blame but yourself. Get your shit together. Yeah. All right, is it time to tow? Uh, um, Let's talk some actual podcasts because I know we just do. couldn't find one this round. But guys, like we've introduced to you, we want to bring up like what we're calling the podcast pulse. Mm-hmm. Here's what people are listening to out there when they're not listening to us. So we went into iTunes and we found the top three shows of the week. Right. 
So funny, they're really similar to last week's yeah. because I think there's a couple things kind of taking the podcast world by storm. Yeah. So same as last week, this week Conan O'Brien brings uh, needs a friend comes in at number one most listened to podcast according to Apple Podcasts. This yeah, week. and then second is a gem and a favorite of ours that we talked about last week, guys. Everyone is still listening to Dirty John, so if you haven't checked out Dirty John yet, make sure to go back to episode 51 of ours, hear our hot takes on it, go watch the Bravo show, Dirty John, and then you have to listen to the Wondery podcast that they put out. It's excellent. They've done a live update. You guys are going to like it. It's good. And like I mentioned last week, the reason we talked Dirty John last week, and I'm sure the reason that it's number two right now, a year after its release is the release of the Bravo show. Yeah. Episode one just dropped two days ago. Yeah. So it's just getting that kind of like bump exactly. off the Bravo show. Exactly. And then number three is the latest season of Serial. Mm-hmm. And, uh, season three. Yes. Um, I've listened to, I think, four and a half episodes of this uh-huh. season, but I've dropped off. I think they typically drop Tuesday, so I bet that's why it's so high on the list today. Yeah, Tuesday is definitely podcast days. However, I will say, I think Mondays are starting to become a new podcast days. The Dream drops on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Dax Shepard will do things on Monday. But you know what's funny? A lot of my like bullshit reality show podcasts drop on Wednesdays. I think it just doesn't matter anymore. You can podcast yeah. whenever you want to. You know, even with music, Friday used to be drop day, and then like somebody would get a wild hair up their butt and be like, I'm going to drop mine on Thursday so I look like I have more sales yep. already. Uh, you know, same thing with movies. Movies yeah. used to always release on Friday. I mean, podcasts are pop culture now, so. Yeah, yeah we are. I guess just <laughs> throw the rules out the window. Everybody's out there for themselves. Exactly. Y'all do you. All right. Well, so we do have a couple of podcasts we want to pop up to you guys this week. Yeah, sure. So I kind of want to... Start it off, because I think it's still going to kind of work with our conversation from today. So I am popping up this week, 30-something, with Sunny Abada. So Sunny Abada is a local mommy blogger here in Orlando. She is a Pittsburgh girl who moved to Florida. It was a local newscaster here in town. Had some cute little kiddos with her husband and became a mommy blogger. And I got to get to know her as a fellow Pittsburgher and, or Yinzer, excuse me if I'm being accurate as a fellow Yinzer and um we just become blog friends and she's been a huge supporter of our podcast and it kind of put a little bug in her butt to start her own podcast so she started the 30 something podcast and her goal is to really every week talk about different subjects that matter to women in their 30s because this seems to be a time frame where you can be in so many different parts of your life you could be a mother, you could, you know, with a couple of kids, you could be starting a family, you could be, you know, single, you might be single and divorced, you know, you just, what? It's <laughs> undefined. This is a what now? This is a what? Um, I was not technically like mentioning or looking at you when I said that, but um, she well, really- you are sitting across from me. That's true. You have to have been forced. So she really wanted to start a podcast, kind of diving into all of that stuff. So she's got five episodes out right now. And if I can say, and plug a friend, you've got to check her out. There's something about Sunny's voice. You can hear her smile. You can hear how excited she is to talk all of these different subject matters. And she's got a lot of great guests on. So I listened to her most recent episode. She had on Jessie Mae Wolf, who is from the Heart Rise Movement. Jessie helps you learn to like trust your gut instinct and kind of pull like your she wants to like merge science and like your heart together and help kind of drive the force within you so it talks a lot about like creating your own hustle and getting out there and she has some major clients she has helped consult for 
Have you ever heard of Amazon? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Big fan? I think I know a little bit about that uh-huh. era. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, she's worked with Goop. Like, she's, mm. I mean, I'm not a fan of the $500 moon dust that she wants me to, like, I'm not a fan of dust Paltrow. my body in. But she just had a lot of great conversation about how to get that drive and trusting your gut instinct and knowing what's right for you and when to get out there. And like I mentioned, it was a really great episode. And all of Sunny's episodes have been interesting. There's a lot of mom conversation, but not necessarily so much um, every episode about being a mom. So mm-hmm. she's going to vary. And um, I think we've mentioned it before. We want Sunny on this show. We want to get to talk to her. And <laughs> Sunny, this is there. my official invite for you to podcast Rewind and inviting you guys to go check out Sunny as well. Yes, I can't wait to meet Sunny in person. I know. You hear me talk about her all of the time. Yes, you've had a couple of awesome like girl dates with mm-hmm. her, and I would love to be your third wheel one day. I will tell you one thing that you just have to get out of your head already. Her hair okay. is so infuriatingly beautiful. Okay. I, and I know I have nice hair, but hers is – it's out of this world. I'll wear a hat. <laughs> I just won't even try. Right? It's insane. All right, I've got a pop-up. Yeah. Um, I listened to, a look, Wondery podcasts lately have just been, they've got my heart. I listened, I binged is really the more accurate term for what I did. I binged another um, series from Wondery um, with the Boston Globe newspaper called Gladiator. Mm-hmm. It's a six-part deep dive into the Aaron Hernandez story. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I I like football. Not a big sports nut, but I think we all knew about the Aaron Hernandez, like, tragic story. So um, up-and-coming football player. He's um, played here in for University of Florida in college and then did a couple seasons for the New England Patriots. Then, unfortunately, murdered some folk, yeah. <laughs> went to jail, and eventually committed suicide in jail. But there is just so much more to the story. Mm-hmm. So this podcast, Gladiator, I listened to over the Thanksgiving weekend, and like it would be my obsession of the week if it weren't going to be my papa. Uh-huh. Because it takes you through just a, a sad, tragic, sometimes funny, sometimes hopeful, and then you know, ultimately just a tale of wrong turns. Yeah. But so Aaron Hernandez grew up in the Boston area, or I'm sorry, no, Bristol, Bristol, Connecticut. And so like ESPN loved him so hard because their headquarters are in Bristol. He was born to an alcoholic, abusive father who had been a college football star in his own day, but had, you know, his football career ended because he'd gotten himself into trouble. Mm -hmm. And then um, he had an older brother, Jonathan, and Jonathan was supposed to have been the big football star, but Aaron wound up becoming, you know, stronger and better. And he was amazing in high school as he could play both tight end and wide receiver. And he got, I think, like all state tight end. He, you know, had his pick of colleges to go to, and he was kind of committed. I forget which school he was basically committed to. And then Urban Meyer, when he was the coach at University of Florida, wooed him hard Mm -hmm. to the point where, you know, after Aaron committed, they actually got him out of high school 
six months early, and Aaron moved down to Tallahassee in Jan- not Gainesville. Gainesville, sorry, um, January. So like he didn't finish his last semester of high school, and like lived at college and was already practicing and working. So he was seventeen and on the team, and so, yeah. you know, obviously the the. Um, College football season is over, like, beginning of January. The bowl games are all done, like, in that first week. So he was just here to live and breathe football. And uh, he had a lot of disciplinary issues. Like I mentioned, his father was incredibly abusive. Then he winds up not even finishing college at the University of Florida because of discipline. I mean, he was great on the field, but... He was a heavy pot smoker, so he was always failing drug tests. He missed several games because of that. And according to this podcast, they couldn't get Urban Meyer on record to say so, but Urban told him after his junior year, you need to go pro because I'm not going to have you on this team anymore. So he did go pro, and the Patriots took him, and he was like the hometown hero. And he was still only 22 when he entered the National Football League. And in his second year, he signed like a $40 million contract. So here's this 23-year-old who had a shoddy upbringing, more money than God, is treated like a god you know the podcast like i said is called gladiator it's that's how we felt that's how people treated him like a roman gladiator he was hero but he had such a dark side to him Mm -hmm. and he was charged with three murders um he was convicted of one um there's just so much to this podcast. I shared with you yep. the other night that Jose Baez Ooh, was his boy. defense attorney. <laughs> and we have a personal issue with Jose Baez. Monster. He was Casey Anthony's defense attorney. He got her off and she killed that fucking baby. Yes, she did. What you say. Ooh, we got to look up what happened to George, <gasps> by the way. George Anthony was in a horrible accident, With car accident last decapitating night. Decapitating injuries. Right. So we got to look that up. I've never heard that phrase before used. I've like, never Whoa. heard decapitating injuries. I've heard decapitated. decapitated. Right. So, sidebar. <laughs> we, but let me We come have back. a lot of feelings about Jose Baez and the so, Anthony family. Yeah. So, Aaron Hernandez, you know, his football career was cut short when he was arrested for the first um, murder within 90 minutes the Patriots had dropped him. Yeah. But, you know, the podcast just dives deep into all of that and talks a lot about CTE, um, which I can't remember what it stands for except for this, the T stands for trauma. I want to say the C stands for cerebral, but it doesn't. Contusion? No. And it doesn't even matter. But CTE is obviously the brain disorder that we're finding in football and hockey and other um, contact sports um, athletes that, you know, you get so many wraps on the noggin until your brain starts to deteriorate. And <laughs> What are you, 80? Wraps on the noggin. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> um, that, you know, but... but you know, these athletes' brains are deteriorating, betraying them. And there have been so many stories of NFL players and, you know, and other athletes committing suicide Mm -hmm. or even having just horrible depression problems um, later on in their lives. And Aaron died, I think he was 27 when he died. Because, like I said, he was convicted of murder by 24. He was in jail for three and a half years until he uh, committed suicide by hanging. Mm -hmm. And... You hear a lot of jailhouse um, 
phone conversations that he had with loved ones. He was engaged to his high school girlfriend when he went to prison and then ultimately when he died. But there's another side story of homosexuality and um, some revelations from men who claimed that they were associated with him mm-hmm. that were his very good friends. It's 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 beautiful and deep and dark. And I really do recommend listening to Gladiator from Wondery and the Boston Globe. We love Wondery so much. Wondery puts out great content. What I also love, just real quick, about this Wondery podcast is they keep talk. They keep referring to themselves as the Spotlight Team, mm-hmm. which makes me think of that movie, movie Spotlight. Spotlight, right? And they they clearly like divided and conquered. It you know like there was one man who was the ultimate host. I I'm sorry, I don't have his name in front of me. But then he would say, okay, for the jailhouse conversations, I'm going to pass it off to my spotlight colleague, Dad. You know, it was great. That is awesome. Really good podcast and a really good story. Well, sad, tragic story, but fascinating. Well told. Yes, well told. Very well told. Yeah, that's awesome. We only like the most well told podcasts here at Podcast Rewind because we also think we're a very well told well, we're a little more, show. a little more helter, helter skelter than the Wondery shows. Off but the cuff, a little look, rap on the noggin. We're <laughs> we're here for comedic relief. <laughs> we're not here for a long time, but we're here for a good time. <laughs> That's right. Um, but guys, we hope you were here for a good time. Yeah. And if you had a great time, we would love if you would check us out on iTunes. Maybe leave a five star review. Little comment. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. If you want to come say hi to us. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast RWD. Did I spell that right this time? Yeah, you got it. I girl. sometimes don't know how to spell our own handles. Yeah, no, sometimes um, you don't know our uh, tagline where either. Where am I? Um, <laughs> okay, let me take over. So we, we've had a really great week. We can't wait to come back and podcast episode 53 next week. Well, we Come talk to us on all of our social. We would love to interact with you. But until next week, everybody, do not forget. Be kind. And rewind. Bye, guys. Hey, Ma! There's a weird fucking cat out here!